Welcome to Fringe Spirit, not your love and light podcast. Thank you for joining me today. We are going to dive into sex and orgasm and how these things are used to control us. So before we get into how it is manipulated and essentially used against us in a variety of different spiritual and energetic ways, let's talk about the positives and what good, healthy, healed, positive sex and orgasm can do for us. And I also want to caveat with just because maybe you don't have any sort of sexual trauma that you're aware of in this lifetime does not mean that this does not affect you because chances are in a past life, it has affected you. So this is very relevant for a lot of people, whether you are very consciously aware of it or not. Okay, the positives in a nutshell, and we can probably all assume this is if you're in a very healthy, loving, positive sexual encounter, At that point of orgasm, vibrationally, you are through the fucking roof, right? your, Your vibration is so high that your ability to do anything spiritually, energetically is very, very potent. And specifically, we think about our sacral chakra when we think about sex and intimacy, right? It's our womb space. It's our, it's our feminine power. It's our creation, right? It's our sexuality, our sensuality. But in essence, our sacral chakra is creation, right? It's our womb space for a reason. It's our ability to create, which is our ability to manifest. We all have the ability to create our own reality, right? We hear that all the time. But it's a lot of that comes through our sacral chakra. It is our ability to manifest and create the things around us. However, also in our sacral area is our emotional regulation. And so behind the behind closed doors, behind the scenes, kind of subconsciously, our emotions are oftentimes running the show. Our emotions are a lot of the time dictating, our creation. And again, this is all enclosed in the same chakra that is what is beaming and activated during these positive sexual experiences. So if you are in a very good place, if you are very healed, if you are with a very loving, respectful, supportive partner, and you are having very positive sex with positive orgasm, That is the most potent time that you can use for manifestation, especially if you and your partner decide to co-create together and you guys both have the same intentions at that peak energetic moment of orgasm in order to create and manifest whatever it is you want. That is assuming energetically and emotionally and you are healthy, especially in your sacral chakra. If there's damage to your sacral chakra, then good luck. Good luck to you. And it is one of the most common, if not the most common chakras that I find the most layers of baggage. And this is why. It's it's because of the way that sex plays a role. And when things go haywire, when things are not what they you know were intended to be, it is so detrimental and it is very difficult to pull yourself out of it. 
Okay, so the negatives essentially to damage with your sacral chakra. So this is these are the effects of anything going haywire with your sacral chakra. And then we'll kind of talk about some of the reasons why your sacral chakra can go haywire, or at least the most common, I, I guess you'd say, and how from almost a bigger picture and from uh, kind of even societal standpoints, it's it's we're repressed and it's almost like forced upon us in a way. Okay, number one, when it comes to damage to our sacral chakra, but and I don't want to just include the sacral chakra. So when we think about sex as a whole and anything that may happen in that arena, it, yes, we always think about the sacral chakra, right? However, it always has an overlap to many, if not all, of your other chakras as well. And that is what sometimes people don't don't realize. They compartmentalize and they think, okay, um, I have this issue. That means it's my sacral chakra. I'm going to focus on that and good, you know, all good. And then they wonder why they're not all good because nothing is straightforward. Every, all of our chakras, all of our energy centers, our whole bot, everything's connected. So to think that uh, something as big as sex and, you know, the issues relating to it would only affect one little area is, is silly, right? It affects everything. So when there's any sort of kind of sexual trauma, um, or any sexual dysfunction or anything in that arena, Again, so let's think bottom up, root chakra. It's our safety, right? Think if um, you had any sort of sexual abuse, you know, you, there's that safety issue. You So-and-so didn't keep you safe. This person made you feel very unsafe. You have trust issues. Um, all of your basic kind of needs were flip-flopped and, and totally messed with, right? So root chakra. And then we've got the sacral chakra, which already we've already talked about. Then we talk solar plexus, right? That's our power center. That's our confidence. And oftentimes when anything happens uh, on the negative end of things relating to sex, it affects our confidence. And we oftentimes have guilt if we were, you know, involved in something or a victim of something or whatever the case may be, you know, we're typically fed things that make us feel guilty, right? Society doesn't help that. Um, you know, victim victim blaming doesn't help that. But usually the perpetrator will say, well, you liked it or, you know, you asked for it or, you know, there's it's always shoved in our faces um, to feel that guilt. And that guilt really, really is is a difficult one to get past. And that is very much, you know, that takes our power away. That's we are giving our power away to the person who did X, Y, Z to us or to whatever scenario happened through these actions. And so we're giving our power away. Our solar plexus is almost always affected. Then you go, we talk about our heart, right? Our ability to love ourselves, our ability to love others, our ability to receive healthy, unconditional love, right? Well, when when you're in a situation where there's any sort of kind of sexual trauma in any way, shape, or form, typically, you know, there might be some grooming in place where we create this weird kind of messed up association with love, where we think this person loves us, and so we think love equals trauma. And this action, this energy of what they're doing is actually very low vibrational. And sometimes it comes with conditions. Well, if you loved me, you would X, Y, Z, right? 
you know, if you ever have a partner that's abusive that says, well, if you love me, then you would have sex with me or, you know, things like that. It's very manipulative. So it really creates a very warped view of love, can make you feel unlovable and can make you think that love is very conditional. So heart chakra, always. Then we think throat chakra, right? How often do you hear a story where either you don't want to speak out because you don't think someone's going to believe you, you're told maybe as a child, don't tell anyone, or you did voice it and either you were not believed or you were blamed for putting yourself in that position or wearing a certain outfit or you asked for it or whatever the case may be. Or maybe you didn't necessarily say no because you were scared of the consequences if you did say no, right? So throat chakra, 100% of the time is affected by anything sex related. Then think third eye, right? Our, our ability to see things clearly, right? Especially if something happens in childhood, it affects our ability to see things for what they are. A lot of times our minds, our brains will repress the memories or they will change the memories and create this illusion around what happened to where we don't even understand and know the full scope and the full reality of what actually happened. Because again, our third eye is now affected, our ability to see things very clearly. And then we think crown chakra, right? Our connection to the divine, our connection to source. When these things are happening, this is all very low vibrational energy coursing through our system and coursing through our body. And it can create these blocks and it can attract and create these low vibrational attachments, which will block our crown chakra because that is basically all of what's left after everything else is our connection to the divine and which is a way to receive help and support and love and assistance. And if you block that off, then then you're screwed, right? In a lot of ways. So by having all of these blockages and by having all this trapped energy in all of these other areas, you now, you know, your vibration becomes so low that then you're attracting low vibrational stuff and those things will cling and uh, block all these other areas, oftentimes our crown chakra. So this one thing that can happen affects all of these systems and areas. So it is not as straightforward as work on your sacral chakra. It is layered and it is throughout the entire body and all of the chakras. Okay. And then, okay. The other things that happen is it can create this entire like full body dysfunction. So again, if all of our chakras are clogged up and messed up and just not functioning in the way that they should be, there's a lot going haywire. There's a lot going on and it can create some disconnect between our energetic bodies and our physical bodies. And it can prompt us to go out of body, which again, creates more, more disconnect and more dysfunction because things are not whole body, aura, everything, you know, chakras and everything. It's not working in a cohesive way. It's not working in as a one system. It's completely gone haywire. And then in addition, we then end up having physical issues, especially if we're out of body often. With all the issues with the chakras, with the desire to pop out of body, which again, that's a very um, common coping mechanism of any sort of childhood trauma or abuse. 
sexual abuse, and even at any point in our lives, right? If we are feeling uncomfortable in our bodies because something is happening with our bodies that we either don't consent to, we don't feel good, we don't like, whatever the case may be, naturally, we're going to pop out of body. And if that becomes your coping mechanism as you get older, every time, anytime something feels uncomfortable, your your initial reaction subconsciously is going to be pop out of body. It feels better. It feels safer out there. It doesn't feel safe to be in my body. So in addition to all of the physical ailments that can come from this type of stuff, autoimmune, uh, inflammation, uh, you know, various, you know, disorders with your pelvic area, and then so on and so forth with all these other chakras, you can have issues widespread throughout your entire body, like full on physical medical issues from these types of things. And then this complete system dysfunction. Also, it can be very difficult. So this is this is where so the energetic and then the the kind of real life resolutions to it are very difficult because from an energetic standpoint, we now if we don't resolve all of this in this incarnation, and we don't heal from it and we don't accept it and learn and grow, which most people don't for the next reason, it's going to create these karmic loops. We're going to repeat this lifetime after lifetime after lifetime because we opened the door to this experience, but we never but we got trapped in there because we never resolved it. We didn't heal from it because it is so layered and so difficult to heal from. So we then create this karmic loop where our soul just keeps experiencing this over and over and over, which is why I said, even if this isn't something that you've experienced in this lifetime to date, it could be something in your karmic past that maybe you have all of these symptoms and these signs of something's not right, but you can't pinpoint it. And it could be, it could stem back to some sort of sexual trauma in a past life. And a big part of the reason why it is so difficult to resolve this type of thing is we systemically, we are not set up to support victims of sexual abuse. We, we do not have the resources for adults or children. There are not systems. They are not resources. And no one wants to talk about it. Everyone wants to brush it under the rug. No one wants to talk about it. People sometimes, you know, oftentimes people don't even believe the victim, right? So we all, most of us are very aware of the systemic issues relating to healing from sexual abuse, where even if you do find all of the good resources, to find the resources in a more therapeutic sense, and then also the energetic, and then also the physical, I mean, it encompasses all of the layers of our being, and all of the the layers of our bodies and energies where it it becomes it's a lifetime of healing to resolve something that could have been 10 minutes 5 minutes of an act that has that much of a detriment to your soul move on moving on and so it creates this, it's not only this lifetime where it's affecting you. It's lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. And it can happen through a variety of different things, right? So we have your sexual abuse, molestation or, you know, rape, any sort of sexual trauma, inappropriate touching, essentially anything that is not consensual. 
And that has been going on for eons. And as much as even in society now, it's, you know, not supported in the way that it should be. It absolutely is more than it used to be. It used to be totally fine. There used to be sex slaves. You used to be able to buy and you still can. It's just less. It's more underground, right? Sex trafficking. But it was more out in the open to be able to have, you know, sex slaves have property for that purpose. And then when you think about sex trafficking, and I mean, that is a massive industry. It is a massive, massive, massive industry. Again, nobody wants to talk about it. Why? Why does no one want to talk about it? That this when you when you add the sexual assault to like something like sex trafficking and you combine the two, it's not only all of what we already talked about of what that does to you from the just the sexual assault component, but then that adds the lack of freedom. And that is a huge block for a lot of people. So many people are craving freedom. They may don't they maybe don't even know what freedom looks like or feels like to them because maybe they haven't experienced it for lifetimes. They've been a prisoner in their own body. They've been a prisoner to the system. They they had this maybe kind of um, lack of freedom, kind of sex slave, sex trafficking, kind of uh, karmic loop. And maybe it doesn't play out as sex trafficking in this lifetime, but it does play out in other areas where you don't feel free. Something in you is like, I'm yearning for freedom, but you don't know where it comes from. And it could come from something like this that most people would never have thought about. Then we have, you know, we have the different religions and beliefs, things that dictate, and this kind of goes towards more so the suppression of the feminine sexuality, right? This just promotes more of this, the don't embrace your sexuality, right? We talk about all the beautiful things that positive, beautiful sex can create, and so in theory, we should all be striving for that. Yet, you have systems in place and you have beliefs and religions that say, you know, as a woman, you can only wear XYZ. You cannot show skin. You cannot have sex. All these things, all these beliefs. If you go, if you have sex, you're going to go to hell, right? It demonize, there's so much demonizing of sex and sexuality. In general, but definitely a high amount of that towards the feminine, the feminine energy. And we are absolutely in a time where that f- empowered, sexual, sensual, feminine energy is rising, right? We are all collectively really healing from this stuff. And it's allowing the the, the souls that have had a lot of lifetimes in feminine uh, energies to heal and find their confidence, right? We've been living in a patriarchal society for a very long time that suppresses women and does not value women as equals and especially allowing the freedoms around sex that are allowed for men. Most of the time, right, if you're a woman and you're standing in your power and you're confident and you're embracing your sexuality and your sensuality, you're called names, you're treated in ways that are all negative, right? You're a bad example for kids. You are a slutter or a whore, or whatever stupid word that society wants to put on you. You're, you're basically shunned. You're treated like you are terrible for 
standing in this energy and this power that we as human beings were made for, right? It's messed up. And this goes back as far as even ancient Greece, back in the time of the ancient gods, right? Where, you know, the version of human at that time was being manipulated by the extraterrestrials that we thought of as gods at that time. However, the version of human had already been manipulated by other species, right? So we were already a hybrid of different uh, extraterrestrial species. And then you have these gods come in, other ET species, where they then, they are very an ego. They want to be worshipped. They they want a hierarchy. They want to be up here and they want everyone to look up to them, right? And that's what they got. They did it. They, they put their genetics into this creation, right? Because they were very egotistical. And so they wanted to have this creation that looked up to them. But when there was the occasional person, usually a woman, who would embrace the gifts that she has, because at that time, he, the, the creation of these gods, a lot of them became more powerful than the gods because, again, we were these hybrids, right? So we realize our power. We realize our ability to create through orgasm and we start to use it, right? And, you know, essentially, long story short, uh, that's, you know, we were punished for it. We were punished for it and it was shunned. And there were examples made of those who did that to say to everyone else, don't you dare. You step in line, you do what you're told, we have the power here, not you. And it was a big, you know, a big contributing factor to the birthing of this very disempowered way of living, where then religion kind of came in. And again, it all is worship something outside of you instead of worshiping yourself. Instead of going within, instead of standing in your power, it's all about the external power, which is disempowering. And we're coming into a time where we need to stand in our power and we need to create in the way that we were intended to create. So it's been going on for eons and eons and eons. So again, a lot of the different things that come from the repression of our sexuality, again, we, we demonize open sexuality, again, especially towards women. There are these poor negative associations with sex, right? Where, you know, especially if there's trauma, we we have this association of this uncomfortable thing, this thing that I did wrong, this thing that's guilt I should feel guilty for is this beautiful thing. So then we don't see it in the light of what it is. It becomes a low vibrational thing. And then, of course, that leads to low vibrational sex, which oftentimes comes in the form of kind of promiscuous sex and things like that. But, and not that there's anything wrong with sharing that with others, but there's a major energetic exchange and connection that is created through the act of sex and orgasm together. So it is very important that you're aware of who you're letting into that energy because you're creating an imprint. There's an imprint on you from those sexual partners. And the more low vibrational that there are in your life, it's again, it's going to create more and more of that whole body dysfunction. 
Okay, again, physical issues um, that disconnect, like I said, between your physical and your energetic body. And and at the end of it, it's really it's it's the creation of a very passive way of existing in your feminine empowerment, right? Because it starts way back in either, you know, ancient Greece or before. I, I'm just speaking to what I've experienced and witnessed, and I absolutely witnessed this in the time of the ancient Greek gods. And then we have the birthing of things like Christianity and other religions that repress the feminine, repress sexuality, repress the empowerment, and it's been cycling through over and over. So whether or not you feel this in your in your current incarnation, I can guarantee you it has happened in your past. And if you have not healed from it, if you have not cleared that karma, you have to in order to create the life that you want because you're holding all of this energy in. And the more, again, you don't clear that and continue to have kind of lower vibrational sexual experiences, the more difficult it's going to be to use your sacral chakra in the way it was intended to be able to manifest through your sacral, manifest through your throat, through speaking, right? Because everything becomes affected by this one act. Okay. So, what do you do, right? Easier said than done. Like I said, there are limited resources. However, in my humble opinion, I think it's it comes down to doing the shadow work. It comes down to if you are in a mindset of these repressed feelings, if you're very um, attached to religious beliefs that demonize you embracing your sexuality or sex in general or your body, right? Just maybe think about it deeper. Maybe pick what resonates and and leave other things behind. It doesn't mean you have to necessarily leave certain religions, but at the end of the day, all of this comes back to empowerment and our ability to create. And we can't create from a disempowered place. We can't create from a place of repression. We can't create from a place of trauma and low vibration and whole systemic uh, dysfunction within our bodies and systems. And whatever that looks like to you to kind of heal and resolve, those things have to be done or you're always going to have those issues with creation. You're going to have the physical issues. You're going to have these weird energetic blocks. You're, you're going to have all of these, these issues. So you really have to find the courage to face it head on. But also knowing that while societally no one's talking about it, but there are these communities that are talk, talking about it. There are people that can hold your hand and help you through it. And you're not alone. There are more people, statistically, like the amount of people who experience sexual trauma. I mean, it's through the roof. It's through the roof. So chances are someone close to you can can understand where you're coming from. Chances are someone in your spiritual community can can understand and has been through it and can help you. So it's a matter of doing the healing, doing the work, creating a new relationship with your body right? We can't be constantly popping out of body because it feels so uncomfortable to be in our body. So we really have to, you know, do the healing. And mind, body, soul, right? The whole thing, because it's not just one thing. You can't just, oh, I healed my sacral chakra and now I'm good, right? It, it will take a whole lifetime and that's okay. 
a lot of us are here for that. And you don't need to be at the complete other end of the healing to feel the differences and notice the differences and to begin to manifest the life that you want. It, it comes throughout the journey and the process. So create that loving relationship with your body. Uh, heal the trauma. Find the courage to dig within. Find the help and support that you need because it's out there. It just may not be in the very traditional ways that we think. It may not be through uh, therapy always. It may not be through resources and things like that because, again, there's just not the resources that you would like there to be, especially when it comes to kids. So we have to support each other. We have to lift each other up. We can't be victim blaming. We we have, you know, if a child says something to you, we have to believe them, right? We have to teach these things to our kids about, you know, what's appropriate and not appropriate and letting them feel comfortable to speak to us about anything that happened. We just need to open our eyes to it and we need to make a change so that our souls can flourish and thrive and do what they came here to do, which is create our own reality and If you look around, the reality that we've created thus far really fucking sucks. And if we want to change that, we have to work on our ability to manifest and create because we're creating from that low vibrational unhealed place and based in these emotions that are dysfunctional, right? So... I hope that this helps someone. I'm always here if anyone ever wants to, to talk or, you know, discuss anything or need someone to hold space for them because it's not easy. It is very difficult and it's time to take our power back. All right. Have a good day. 